Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. We humans are neurobiologically wired to avoid pain and seek pleasure. In this episode, we'll consider our experience of joy and of some of the varied paths that we take in its pursuit. The things that bring us joy provide much of the meaning in our life. That makes it important for us to cultivate joy and to integrate sources of joy into our life. We all know what joy feels like, that bubbly, uplifting emotion that puts a smile on our face and a song in our heart. Somewhat surprisingly, there hasn't been a lot of psychological research on the nature of joy, even though it's a fundamental human experience. Joy seems to be different from happiness, which is a term for the varying degrees of contentment that accompany different pleasurable experiences. A person can experience happiness as an individual, but joy seems to occur in the course of pleasurable and satisfying interactions with others. We can feel joy in association with pleasurable interactions, or intimate connection, or living a life of social connections in which we act in accordance with our personal integrity, that is, our values and beliefs. Joy seems to occur when we have a positive experience that involves something that is significant to us. Whereas happiness is our response to externally triggered occurrences that are pleasurable, Joy is our internally generated response to positive, enjoyable experiences and occurrences that we find meaningful. Joyful feelings act as a sort of feedback mechanism that tells us that what we are experiencing is aligned with what we hold dear. Joy lets us know that we're moving in a direction that is consistent with who we are and what we want. Joy is our recognition of good and meaningful things that are happening in our world. We've noted that joy occurs in the course of positive interactions with others. Joy is infectious. It not only occurs during and subsequent to interactions, but it is also shared by the interaction partners. Such a shared response to an experience is only possible when both partners experience their interaction as positive. In my experience, joy blossoms in a sort of positive feedback loop. Someone who is experiencing joy wants to share that associated lovely feeling with their partner. Since that is shared by one partner with the other, simultaneously in both directions, the sharing process magnifies the positive shared feelings. Joy makes the shared positive experience sweeter for both partners. People can share joy in different ways. Just seeing someone radiating joy is often enough to also instill joy in us. People can verbally describe why they are joyful, and our increased awareness and understanding of the other person's positive experience can promote joy in us. Even more powerfully, though, nonverbal expressions of joy can cause us to resonate with the other person's feelings. Ecstatic facial expressions or other body language can convey joy. We can discern joy in another person's relaxed and open posture and expression, and that can serve as an invitation for us to also assume a welcoming and joyful stance. Joy seems to be meant to be shared. While joy is a universal human experience, there are many different paths to entering that blissful state. Different kinds of interactions can offer joy to different people based on each person's preferences. For example, some people delight in sharing adventures with others, including sensory or sexual experiences. Some take pleasure in diversity and novelty, while others more greatly value comforting predictability and security. 
For yet others, joy can come from deep and intimate interchanges with a small number of especially close friends or lovers. For any given person, joy may come from different sources at different points in time, based on that person's mindset and emotional state. In general, no one path to joy is to be preferred over any other. Each has its place. What happens when paths diverge? Since the experience of joy is fundamentally something that is shared between interacting partners, what's to be done when what brings one partner joy is different from what makes the other partner joyful? In such a situation, the partners can't exchange the sort of resonance that accompanies mutual joy over a shared experience or situation. That doesn't mean, though, that such partners need to give up on sharing joy with one another. Joy can be experienced indirectly or vicariously, in addition to being directly experienced. That is, it's quite possible to take joy from your knowledge that someone is bringing your partner joy. I believe that sort of indirect joy is what underlies the polyamory concept of compersion, which one definition describes as, quote, the sympathetic joy we feel for somebody else, even when their positive experience does not involve or benefit us directly. Indirectly experiencing your partner's joy in this way can be a wonderful thing. In addition to indirectly feeling that joy yourself, feeling in this way can make one's partner's joy even more satisfying to them. Meaningful experiences are sweeter when they're shared with a loved one, and this is a tangible way of sharing those experiences. Despite the enjoyment of indirectly sharing joys that aren't equally valued by both partners, in my experience, I don't find that vicarious sharing carries the same depth of positive impact as do joys that are common to both partners. There's nothing quite like being filled with joy at something that I know also brings deep joy to my partner. Shared joy underscores that both partners value and take pleasure in the same things in life, building a sense of solidarity and mutual understanding. That's very validating. Joy isn't just a nice-to-have thing that one should expect to experience only as an occasional mountaintop experience. It's possible to make the experience of one's life more personally meaningful by actively seeking out opportunities for joy. In coming to know oneself through reflection and self-examination, we can identify the things that we especially enjoy sharing with others, just as we can identify the things that draw down our energy and increase our stress or negative emotions. We can choose to make room for our sources of joy, while making ourselves less open and available to negative experiences. Of course, life isn't all sweetness and light. We all have hardships and responsibilities to bear. However, by embracing the opportunities for joy as they present themselves in our life, we can alter the balance of joy and hardship so as to maximize our potential joy while minimizing our hardship. Embracing and inviting joy is an attitude or orientation that we can instill in our life. In any experience, we can choose to look for the potential good that comes from it, even if that experience also brings us pain or disappointment. We can approach life with a glasses-half-full perspective, even in challenging circumstances. What we choose to focus on largely determines how we perceive a given experience. For example, the loss of a valued possession or a treasured relationship is certainly an opportunity to dive into feelings of loss and grief, and such feelings are usually a natural and appropriate phase in coming to accept such a loss. However, letting ourselves get trapped in an unending state of sorrow will bring us no good. If instead, we choose to follow our period of grieving with a renewed attitude of hope for replacing our lost possession or relationship, we'll be well on our way to filling that void. 
Doing so takes courage and determination. However, my experience has been that life seems to reward those who pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and march on. If we focus on letting joy in, and on gratitude for the people and things that bring us joy, we may find that even more joy has just been waiting for us to open our door and let it enter. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group, the Two Open Doors meetup group, and the Two Open Doors website and blog at twoopendoors.com. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. 